Hello and welcome to the Bearded Bald Guy Show. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Howard. It's here where uh, we're going to discuss all things geek culture. Uh, it's our love of video games, movies, and everything else out there that we can possibly nerd about, uh, nerd out about that uh, you know brings us here. So uh, anyway, I guess uh, we'll get started. But just letting you know, this is our uh, a brand new podcast here on uh, our YouTube channel, and. Uh, so bear with us as we have some growing pains. Uh, the set is going to change a few times in the next, uh, yeah. you know, over the next few <laughs> weeks and months and whatnot. But uh, anyway, we uh, we invite you to be part of the conversation by shooting us an email or or uh, putting it into the comments, anything. So um, I guess we'll just kind of introduce ourselves right now. Uh, tell us who you are. Uh, well, I'm Howard, and uh, I have a love for everything. Video games, movies, uh, comic book related. So, uh, I'm pretty much a DC fanboy. So everything DC, uh, I lean towards pretty heavily. And um, I play Xbox and PlayStation, and everything like that. I'm pretty console agnostic. So I play you, all the. Did you get a PS4? Yes. Really? Is yes. that a new thing? That's a new thing. All right. All right. <laughs> cool. Cool. Anyway, keep going. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So just oh, and I play on PC as well. So uh, yeah, that's everything about me. Perfect. I'm Brian. Um, uh, I'm I'm also console agnostic. Uh, I play on just about everything. For some reason, um, uh, Xbox has always been the thing that I, uh, I I I gravitate towards. But I have a PS4, and uh, I think the only thing that I don't play on is the Nintendo platforms. Yeah. But uh, yep, I'm a PC gamer, Xbox gamer, PS4 gamer. I love them all. Um, and then in terms of movies, uh, well, what would you say your top three movies are, Howard? Top three? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to put you on the it's spot. That's, yeah, that's awful. You're a terrible person. <laughs> um, gosh. Uh, Dark Knight is one of them. <coughs> um, probably, goddamn, top three movies. Uh, Dark Knight, Road to Perdition, and... Oh, that's a good one. Dark Knight, Road to Perdition, and I'm trying to think what my other one would be, and I don't know. Uh, probably, oh, I'll probably go with Blade Runner. Dark Knight, Road to Perdition, and Blade Runner. That's a pretty solid. Uh, that's a pretty solid uh, uh, lineup right there. Yeah, I, I think you're missing one though, and that's Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Over the course of all these episodes, we are gradually going to see Howard's heart warm up. To Avatar, one of the world's greatest movies of all time. Greatest technological movies of all time. <laughs> As an actual piece of art, it is trash. It is absolute trash. <laughs> um, no, okay, so I would say for my top three movies, um, I'm going to say also, you know, just in, uh, like, well, no, I won't say series count as an, as one movie. Um, I think, because uh, I love the Star Wars series so, so much, but if I had to choose one, uh, I love uh, Return of the Jedi, um, it's really a toss-up between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi for me, but um, it usually lands on Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, that's a weird one with the Ewoks. I know. I for some reason, I, but I'm I'm like as you can see, like I got my little uh, I got my unicorn out. And <laughs> I, I've, I've set up all stuff, so I like cute little things. Um, okay, and uh, I think that the I also think that um, you know the tension buildup in in the latter end. Of the film, you know, when you've got the rebels, uh, you know, desperately fighting the Empire in space. The Death Star again. Yeah, well, (laughs) didn't say they were original (laughs) ideas, but... (laughs) 
Um, but you know, just and then the the, the fight between Luke and, and Darth Vader. Uh, yeah. You know that whole you know inter uh, um, interconnecting between you know them up there in space, and then also the people down on on uh, the planet. You know, yeah. trying to lower the shields. I think that just that tension is so awesome, and the payoff is so great. I love that just so much. Um, I'm gonna, I don't know. I, I feel weird talking about reboots as a favorite of all time, but I really like the Star Trek reboot, the first one okay. before Into Darkness. Um, I don't know. And the third one's open, you know. Avatar sometimes <laughs> takes that spot. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> when like you're just like I don't know what else to throw in there, so I'm just gonna pick anything. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just give it to Avatar. Avatar is great, and Avatar, uh, everyone should like it. Avatar is great if you have no idea what storytelling is. <laughs> I think Avatar is a terrific movie. If you've never seen like Dances with Wolves or like that type of story ever, then yeah, it's a terrific. Movie. I actually hadn't seen Dances with Wolves, <laughs> so I did see Fern Gully though. Yeah, I, yeah. So. Anyway, um, you know, like I said, we're we're here to talk about all things geek culture, and a lot of that includes like what we've been doing, what we've been watching, what we've been playing. You know, so um, with this being our first show, we we kind of have the opportunity to talk about some of the things that we've been doing lately, but we can include a lot of things in there. You know, just to help people understand, you know, the, what what we like and and uh, who we are as people. Um, because you know that's how that's how uh, we'll have this interconnection with the audience. You know, you guys. So um, anyway, what are some of the things that you've been playing or watching lately, uh, aside um, from theater movies, which we'll get into a little bit later? Aside from theater movies, yeah. Um, so watching or playing, um, playing. I've been playing a lot of NBA Two K Sixteen. Uh, probably mostly because there's nothing out right now. True. Um, so. I've just been playing that a whole bunch, just scratching an itch. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, I also was playing uh, Arkham Knight because I hadn't played a DLC. So I had gotten all the DLC and I was playing through that. And then other than that, um, I watched some old mo- not old movies, but movies I hadn't seen yet that have been out for a while. Like uh, we watched Concussion. And Ooh, how was that one? I haven't seen that one yet. That is 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 slow it's a very slow movie um will smith will smith is in blackface uh which is like kind of off-putting if you notice it because he is normally like my complexion Mm -hmm. but like when you watch that movie he is noticeably darker than he is any other time so that's interesting the good thing about it was i would say will smith played that pretty well um i remember thinking like I'm not watching Will Smith as I'm watching this movie. Like, he sold me that he was this uh, doctor from Africa and, you know, he found CTE and stuff. Like, I was sold on it. I never once thought, like, well, Will Smith, like, he he can't find CTE. He can't be a doctor. So, uh, he really sold me on that. So, it's, awesome. um, it's a decent movie, um, especially since I don't know a whole lot about that particular disease. So, I would recommend watching that just for that fact. Awesome. Um, but otherwise, just know that you're there's not a very thrilling or exciting movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's the thing about Will Smith is he, and we'll get into this a little bit later. I think with you know other subjects that we'll be covering, but you know he could be given an awful script, and for some somehow he finds a way to sell it. You know, not yeah. saying that Concussion was an awful script, but yeah. he can be given 
uh, subject matter that's less than interesting, and he can he can bring you into it. You know, he brings a certain sincerity. Yeah, he does, and I think um, you know with Will Smith, he generally plays Will Smith mm-hmm. in all his movies. I say with the exception of probably like this, and maybe like um, Pursuit of Happiness and like Ali or some of those other movies. Um, but usually he plays Will Smith in all his movies, but in this one he was definitely not being Will Smith. He was actually being the character he was supposed to be. And I think a few actors actually can elevate that, like you said. Like, I feel like Denzel Washington does a ton of, ton of shitty movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he lately, later in his career, he has. And he makes it worth watching. Like, I feel like a lot of movies that I've seen with him in it, like The Equalizer mm-hmm. and some of this other later later garbage, is like, I wouldn't care about this if it was any other person. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be intriguing if this was any other person. So, yeah, there's a few actors out there who, no matter what it is, can elevate a script. That's true. I agree because, well, and, you know, uh, who am I to speak, really? But... Uh, I really don't like any of Denzel Washington's movies, but I can definitely say that his 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 portrayal of the characters that he plays is is above average. It, it, it's of a higher quality. Yeah, like he definitely does a great job. I don't know why he gets stuck in the movies that he's stuck in though, because um, <laughs> yeah. I I really hate all of those movies. But um, okay. Well, that's a that's a pretty extensive list. Have you been Netflixing anything? Or? I haven't Netflixed anything. Um, last thing I Netflix was Daredevil around the time it came out. Oh, okay. And then after that, I just kind of gave up on Netflix for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know like some new stuff has come out, like Stranger Things, that I haven't watched yet. So mm-hmm. um, I'll probably get back into netflix and what it has to offer mm-hmm. yeah no i mean speaking of netflix i mean that's that's what i like and stranger things that's one thing that i've recently picked up that i have just latched onto, and um i feel like that is such a great um series uh it just just because it it, it well, one thing that i that i struggle with 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 um TV series, you know, in this case, I mean, I'm going to put Stranger Things in the TV series category, right? Yeah. Is that their seasons are overly long, and so yeah. you get really bloated, you know, I mean, you get filler episodes, you know? Oh, yeah. For some reason, 13 is the magic number for episodes in a se- season. Yeah. But Stranger Things stops at 8. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, I, I mean, you're still getting your, your full-sized episode. It's a nice, you know, meaty chunk to to chew on um and you know you're probably going to binge it anyway but it doesn't overstay its welcome and so nothing is um nothing is it feels overly long and nothing feels like it's not worth being there well yeah that's the great thing about when you have paid for programming so when you get into netflix or hbo or whatever that you are paying for um generally the seasons are Shorter, about 13 episodes, 10 episodes maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and it's of higher quality. And it's a more fo- focused story. So, like, when you watch something like Arrow, it's gotten 23 episodes. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, why is this so long? This That's is, true. It's like, I don't need 23 episodes of this. If this was, like, just 13 episodes, that would be perfect. And I feel like more serialized shows, or it should be, like, a rule. Every serialized show that exists should only be 13 episodes and if you're more than 13 episodes then you should be shot because (laughs) your story is going to get all wacky and no one's going to care and it's very hard to like maintain 
the end game when you have something longer than that, especially for a serialized episodic shows, mm-hmm. CSI, mm-hmm. CSI, no one, no one cares. Right. So you, they can be a hundred episodes in a season for all I care. <laughs> no, that's true, and I think uh, one show that does that very, very well is Bra- uh, or did that very well was Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, because uh, I'm not saying in terms of like length of seasons, but I'm saying number of seasons. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, there, there was a there was a finite story there. Yeah. You know, I I think that's the thing that also bothers me about about television is that is that there's a a a this need to to cash in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so they're like, okay, well, we need to we need to uh, write a uh, make this buildable. You yeah. know, we need to have we need to allow this to be built upon so that we can possibly make more money if people want to continue watching it. And in so doing, you care less about the story. Yeah. And more about maintaining that versatility. Exactly. Whereas like Breaking Bad had a very uh, finite story that they cared about a lot yeah. and they wanted to tell it in a very specific way. Stranger Things is the same way and I I don't know where they're going with it near the end. But um, I'm interested. I'm not reading any fan theories or anything like that. Well, uh, just, well that's like half the fun. Is it? <laughs> to me, it is. <laughs> I know. For some reason, I just when when something I care about is you know, or when when I experience something that I that I grow a great fondness for, yeah. I go radio silent on the internet. I mean, that makes sense. I I like Star Wars before that came out. I didn't see a thing about it. See and. That ended up just like it didn't matter in the end. I felt, but uh, but for Stranger Things, I'm very excited to see where they go yeah. with that. But anyway, you were gonna say something. Oh, just that. Like I feel like when Lost and was a thing, mm-hmm. fan speculation was so much fun. It mm-hmm. was like wondering like where is this gonna go? Talking to other people about well, this is what I think and this is what they think and like maybe some of our stuff matches up and mm-hmm. that is the ultimate game. Or even with Fringe, like mm-hmm. Fringe is one of my favorite shows oh, ever. Such a good show. And that was super fun about, like, theorizing what was going to go, what was going to happen next. And just because there were so many elements in there, you could really go really out there with your theory because there was uh, alternate realities and alternate dimensions. And so you could really go anywhere with your theory and it could be somewhat plausible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just feel like a lot of times what makes a show fun um, is the fan speculation? That's interesting, and you know, I can I can certainly respect where people are coming from with that. I just I love I love that ex- like that feeling of, and maybe it's because I feel so like so empty when it comes to like new things happening and being good. You know yeah. what I mean? That when something good does come along, I want to yeah. feel that so bad <laughs> yeah. that I just I want to experience it just fresh. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like the best thing about Star Wars was the fan speculation because I saw the movie and I was severely disappointed. The, the thing is, is I probably, I probably, like in retrospect, I probably would have enjoyed Star Wars better had I, uh, in, uh, you know, indulged myself into the fan theory. Yeah. But then again, on the other, on the flip side, I may have been more disappointed, you know, because yeah. uh, people built it up to be this insane thing, whereas yeah. nothing really happened in that movie except, well, I mean. The uni- I don't know, just the world wasn't fully built, and so we don't know the repercussions of what happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And that's part of what makes a story a story, is like, 
you have your beginning, your setup, you have your middle, your conflict, then you have your end where you're like, oh my gosh, everything over this arc has been built, and now I know how everything is affected. We don't know that with Star Wars, you know, and I feel like that could act in its favor later on, but right now it's incredibly frustrating because... You know, you look at you watch that movie and you're like, oh man, that was fun. But then you look at you look back at it like months later or whatever, and it's like, oh, wow, the entire republic has been destroyed. (laughs) The the first order has been completely destroyed. Like, what is going on? Like, what is going to happen now? You know, like, but you don't get that in watching it. You know what I mean? I completely agree. But anyway, I I digress. But. Um, you know, going back to the main subject, what have we been doing? What have I like? What have I been doing lately? Um, I mean, right now we're in the summer, and so uh, it's it's a I'm a, I'm a huge gamer. I love games, and it's been a drought. Yeah. You know, I um, yeah, I, I I got Doom. Doom's fun. Love Doom. Have you played the new Doom? I've played a little bit of it. Oh um, man, what I played, I've enjoyed. Uh, quite a bit. There are very few games out there that that um, just make me smile. Yeah, and I I think what I've played Doom, what I enjoyed was that the more old schoolness of it, I guess, mm-hmm. like the fast paced running and jumping um, mechanic of it. Yeah. So I can move around, run like super fast, like because at first when like when I first picked up the controller, I moved it, and he just like it was like that twitch reaction. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't used to that because. A game had had that. Halo. Yeah, I'm used to crappy Halo. I'm used to Call of Duty and Battlefield, where it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was um, that was an adjustment, but I I did enjoy it though. Right. No, I I and then the first time you get a glory kill in that game is just like it blows your mind. Like you're <laughs> yeah. like, whoa! I remember my so my wife had actually gotten that one for me for my birthday. Yeah, and she did not know what that game was. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife, for you know. For everyone out there, is the sweetest person in the entire world. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so she was watching her show um, on her computer mm-hmm. um, next to me while I was playing that game. Yeah. And uh, she had her headphones on, and then she took her headphones out to ask me a question, and like I had ripped the arm off of a, <laughs> off of a off of a thing, and I and I was beating it to death with it. And I think I I don't know. There's like you could shove it down their throat or something like yeah. that. And she like you know she takes out her headphone. And she's like, what did what was that? You know, and it's just like one of those really funny moments. Um, but yes, that game is insanely violent, but yes. incredibly fun. Um, other things I've been watching or doing is uh, because of the drought. Um, of games is catching up on all the mediocre games that are uh, have packed up my Steam library. Oh yeah, you know, like the you, you see on the summer sale, like it's a dollar for Darksiders, you know, and that's yeah. one where like I'm a sucker for really heavy looking things, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like like Gears of War and yeah, and uh, you know, Darksiders falls into that camp. Yeah, I'm a sucker for those and. Darksiders story sucks really bad. <laughs> I but I really enjoyed it cuz it's like the the and for all those who can hear the slurping in the background that's uh that's chief. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway, it's like it brings what makes God of War a fun game mm. uh with what makes uh uh Zelda 
uh, a fun game. It doesn't really do those. It doesn't perfect those things by any means, but mm-hmm. it, it brings them together in a cohesive way to where I, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. Another one that I got was uh, Necropolis. Have you heard of that one? I have not heard of that. Yeah, so that's like a that's a procedurally generated uh, roguelike. It's a lot like uh, okay. Dark Souls, um, and you just progress further and further and further down. Uh, each floor is a different dungeon. Gotcha. And you can you can do co op and all that jazz, and it's actually a lot of fun. But by no means a, a great game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's not a bad one though. Yeah. Um, Come here, bud. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, just kind of catching up on all those mediocre games that I never touch, and and I, I beat Darksiders, and now I'm on to Darksiders 2, and hopefully I can be done with that series afterwards. Yeah. You know, it's, it's those things where you're like, ah, oh, man, that one game that I didn't finish. Yeah. You know, at least that's how I am. And so, anyway... But um, this next segment that we're going to be doing, uh, it's usually called. It's usually going to be called uh, this week in geek culture. But you know, this being our first show, it's going to be kind of like the culmination of geek culture over the past couple weeks. Maybe yeah. uh, you know, over uh, over the last month or two. Um, you know, just things that have happened that have been of significance. And uh, we actually recently. Uh, experienced this one together but suicide squad yeah we went and saw suicide squad we and saw it we we saw we it. definitely looked at it <laughs> we, it was on the screen we 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 looked at a thing called suicide squad and it was uh it was there tell me about suicide squad suicide squad like do you want the premise of suicide no squad? i want i want i want um I want your expectations going in. You know, you're pulling up into the movie theater, and uh, you know, like, is Howard excited? Is he? I, what, what's going through Howard's mind at that point? Um, I'm a little excited, I guess. Um, just because we get more of that DC Z, DC chief, we get more of that DC world building, but um, it's just I wasn't expecting a lot just from the beginning. Um, just because there was a lot of leaks and stuff that happened in the beginning of filming that I was like, well, this seems okay. I'm not terribly interested in it. Um, Jared Leto, the Joker, seems okay, but I'm not terribly interested in it. Um, so, I, because of all those things, um, I wasn't super excited, but I was looking forward to it because I thought it would be a, a funner thing to see, to see the bad guys be bad, to like fight someone who's like evil like Mm -hmm. true evil and use their you know nefarious methods in order to defeat that um so i was looking forward to something like that but it it did not deliver on those things (laughs) it was not everything you had well you didn't have any i didn't even have expectations for it (laughs) just like it was just like not a this is not a good thing yeah it's not it was not a good thing it was it was very disappointing um uh i feel like harley quinn was mediocre at best uh i've seen a lot of people say that they enjoyed harley quinn um i just i don't maybe this is my problem with this that it wasn't so much harley quinn was bad or margot robbie as harley quinn was bad as so much it was that the material she was given like the lies in her dialogue was one-liner after one-liner after Mm -hmm. one-liner and none of them worked can you tell me one one one-liner that was ever good and this is actually for for all of you uh, listeners in the comments section. If you know of a one liner that was good, 
Please put it down there. I would love <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> yeah. But can, did, can you think of any? There was no one-liners that worked. Like, every every joke, not every joke, not every joke fell flat. There was one joke that I liked. Well, which one was that? And that's the one where Deadshot's trying to get El Diablo to fight, to um, to use his powers. And it was funny because he was like, he, he, he uses them. And then to great effect, then he's like, oh. I was just trying to get you there, and that was great. And I still, I still chuckled at it. But it probably would have had, it would have been funnier if it wasn't in a trailer. So the one thing, one joke that I really liked was already in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was kind of like, oh, so you're not even referencing that it was a Harley Quinn joke. That yeah, it wasn't even a Harley Quinn joke. Harley Quinn um, really didn't do anything for me. Uh, she, I just feel like maybe she's not a main character. It's a thing. She's not a main character. She's always been the sidekick to Joker. She's always a sidekick. And when she's in small doses, she is a terrific character. And that's why everybody likes her. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she pops up and she has those moments and she has those lines where it works really well. And then you don't see her again for a while. But this time she's front and center. And it just it just doesn't work. She doesn't carry a movie, in my opinion. It's true. I, I And I'm going to go as far as to say is that I mean, so for anyone who's ne- who's never been on a film set, um, on set when you're filming, sometimes the timing isn't there, but that can be fixed in editing. Um, a lot of the times, like, people are tired, it's been a long day of shooting, and so the, the timing for jokes isn't always there, but um, the thing that could have saved it that, that didn't was editing in the end, yeah. because... Man, so much dead air was given before and after. She would lay down a, a one-liner, and you're just like, oh, man, guys, we got to tighten this up a little bit. This is like a flaccid rubber band. It is. A fla- I hate the word flaccid, but it was a flaccid rubber band yeah. and um, or other things. And yeah. it was just not good. Um, and I feel like they reduced her to a caricature. And that's not, oh, to, yeah. that's not to say that Harley Quinn isn't really a caricature, you yeah, know? Like, but, like... Um, it's unfortunate that Mar. Well, I think that, and, and there was actually one line in there, because uh, uh, I feel like you know feminism is a huge push right now in in uh, in, in superhero movies, and mm. and I think that's great, you know. But and, and 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 they were trying to pursue that in this movie. Yeah. Or they they were trying to tell us that they were doing that by giving these women these amazing powers and these uh, these abilities and 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 but... handing and handing over the stuff, but. Then you get the booty shorts, you know, well, with yeah. Harley Quinn. Then you get the, you know, the, like, it just... Enchantress was a 5,000-year-old witch that wore a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and, that's, and that's the thing that bothered me a little bit. And, and I, but going back to the line that bugged me with Harley Quinn, for some, like, I forget what the exact line was, but she's in prison and she says, I sleep with whoever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so are you like trying to empower her through this line of dialogue? Are you trying to say that she makes her own decisions? Yeah. You know, for, first off, n- no. Like, I don't feel like I don't feel like empowering needs to be sexual. You know, no. in, in that case. But I also feel like she's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's, and and she's got a a wide berth. Yeah. Around her, no you know, in other terms of, inmates near her. Exactly. So. I uh, I don't know. For some reason, that line rubbed me the wrong way. It's just one of those lines of dialogue where you're like, "Man, millions of dollars are invested into this." Chief, come on over here. Yeah, um, um, millions of dollars are invested into this, and for some reason, that line of dialogue 
made it in there. Yeah. I don't like well, and, and like tons of people had to have eyes on that script and nobody said this is this is not a good idea. Well, that's that's the thing. Um millions of so a little bit going back on this in terms of like what Suicide Squad is and what it became. So Suicide Squad um was this movie where people are like, well, who wants to see a Suicide Squad movie? But as more people learn about it, became more interested in it. Mm-hmm. And I think Suicide Squad also had the misfortune of coming after BVS, an unsuccessful BVS. That's true. So people were like, because if BVS had hit a billion dollars mm-hmm. and made more money, then I, think, I don't think so many expectations would have been put on Suicide Squad. Even if BVS is the same exact movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but made more money, mm-hmm. um... Warner Brothers wouldn't have put so much expectation on it. We probably wouldn't have as much marketing. We would have had a lot, but probably less spent on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of expectations was put on it because of Batman versus Superman. And because of Batman versus Superman and how dreary and dreary and somber that movie was, mm-hmm. people are like, or Warner Brothers rather, is like, oh my God, oh my God, we need humor. We need humor. We need humor. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just shoehorn in a bunch of jokes that don't work. And let's just hope that people love it and think that it's Guardians of the Galaxy. And ultimately, it doesn't work. And most likely, they're not going to make their money back on Suicide Squad. Um, well, it had a huge opening, $130 million, yeah, it, I think. Did, it did pretty. it did pretty well in the box office. But, like, Batman vs. Superman had a huge opening. But is it going to sustain that? Mm-hmm. Like, so many people dislike this movie. Is it going to have huge numbers the next week and the next week that it needs to make that money back and I don't think so mm-hmm. um, it's going to go the way of BVS and then I just really hope that you know Warner Brothers doesn't get their panties in a twist and then they want to decide they want to shit on whatever Justice League is going to be and especially whatever Wonder Woman is going to be because that looks awesome so hopefully they don't start freaking out and try to interject to every movie and try to correct it if it doesn't need correcting because I think we're getting to a place where it may not well, and here's 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 the thing too is I think, I think that um, I think that DC saw what Marvel was doing with their franchises and how Marvel has just been so successful. Yeah. Um. Ever since the first Iron Man. Yeah. And I'm gonna even say that the Incredible Hulk. I I enjoyed that movie. A lot of people did not like that movie. That's not a good movie. But uh, I I liked the first Hulk better. Um, but that's because it's more existential. It's more of a philosophical movie than anything else. Yes. But anyway, that aside, DC saw what Marvel was doing. And they said, oh, we're going to do that. We're going to do an entire phase plan. And here's the issue. Because BVS sucked. It sucked was, hard. It was really bad. Here's the thing, though. I think that there was a good movie in there. there but, was... but it needed editing. Like, it needed editing. There was good concepts in there mm-hmm. that weren't fleshed out because you hired Zack Snyder, yeah. who can only frame a shot. He cannot he makes, flesh out characters. He does great. Con- he does great action, and he does yeah, and he makes things look. And he's got a very good eye. Yes, but uh, his characters suck. But here's my thing: um, with uh, with the way DC's universe is being uh, set up, I fear that. It was too late. Like, for anyone hoping that Suicide Squad was going to turn the ship around for DC in a positive way, oh, yeah. it was too late. That, it was like, definitely too late. Like they, but, And from what I understand, they had competing edits. Yeah, they did have competing edits. They had the David Ayer edit, and then they had the company who cut the trailers. Mm-hmm. And the, they did a terrific job on the trailers. But I think for most people, I think the better thing to do 
was to for Warner Bros. was to suck it up mm-hmm. and just go with David Ayer's edit, mm-hmm. even if it's dark, even if if it's somber, just go with that and know that you've already spent hundreds of millions of dollars on Justice League, and that's coming. Mm-hmm. You already spent hundreds of millions of dollars on Wonder Woman, that's coming. So you just bite the bullet on Suicide Squad because you didn't have that many expectations for Suicide Squad to begin with. Mm-hmm. So just let it be what it was going to be. Instead of trying to um, scramble and then ultimately turning it into a clusterfuck. Because mm-hmm. that's what it turned into. Mm-hmm. And it's a hodgepodge of forced jokes. That whole introduction yeah. of all the characters. That was a long introduction. It was super long. It was like, okay, let's spend 10 minutes on Harley Quinn. Let's spend 10 minutes on Deadshot. And it was like, oh shit. We have, we have everybody else. Oh no! <laughs> we let's let's just shoehorn everybody else in there real quick, and then we're and good. S- screw Slipknot because he's just a formulaic character yeah. meant to meant to show how serious, yeah, uh, you know, Amanda Waller is. Yeah. Oh my God! And Amanda Waller, holy crap! Like perfectly cast, uh-huh, perfect, sure. perfectly acted, but a case of terrible writing and terrible material to work with um i mean i guess i just preface this with spoilers so pretty much from now on every, every time i talk about suicide squad it will be spoilers um when she walks when she walks or when deadshot discovers them in the building mm-hmm. and they have all those people there other fbi people and whatever and she's just like i'm gonna murder these other people mm-hmm. just in cold blood these other other people who are government employees i'm just gonna shoot oh them. yeah like that made no sense whatsoever yeah. i mean it was there to say hey she's a steely but, bald character but that was just the dumbest way possible but didn't to do you that. hear the rolling stones song at the beginning <laughs> if i have to hear that song one more time to emphasize that a bad guy's a bad or well i mean a a bad person is a bad person i am gonna just walk out of the movie next oh time. my god they they won't let you forget it they won't let you forget that they were bad guys. They're yeah. like, we're bad guys. We're bad guys. Hey, don't forget, we're bad guys. And I'm like, I get it. You're supposed to be bad guys. But everything you're showing me says the contrary. But you're really quick friends. <laughs> yeah. You're sociopaths, but you're, you're, really, you really, really care about each other. God, that was the worst. We're sociopaths together. That was the worst. Like, the way that they shoehorn in character. So, we get, we have set up for Harley Quinn and Deadshot. And then we get a little bit set up for uh, Killer Croc. And we get a little bit of setup for, um, actually, no, it ends with Killer Croc. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, by the way, we have uh, Boomerang and some, oh, no, Boomerang did have a setup because he had the Flash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Flash showed up for that. But, and then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we have Slipknot and we have Katana. And they just show, <laughs> oh, they just show up. <laughs> yeah, like Slipknot, and I totally called in the theater. I was like, oh, this dude's dead. Oh, yeah, you He's, can tell. He is first, he is he was first, the first to go. Die. Yeah. And, and then Katana, I mean, you can't. It's just, she just I, I actually up. she she felt like she had some cool stuff to offer, but she unfortunately d- she does. they didn't they didn't emphasize I mean, that at she, all. She has a she has a katana, hence the name, that holds souls. Mm-hmm. Like that seems pretty cool. I wish I'd known more. Yeah. But she didn't have anything to do that whole movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just like why did you bother to put in the other characters? Slipknot only purpose was to die in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Katana is there for God knows what reason. She's supposed to have 
uh, Rick Flag's bag, but not in any point did she ever actually save Rick Flag. Mm-hmm. But everyone else did. Yeah, twice in a row. <laughs> twice within in a within row. like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but Katana, her sole purpose was to save him for any trouble, and he's not there. And it's like, how does Rick Flag even know Katana? Like, how? What is? Where is that relationship? Like, mm-hmm. no one explains anything in this movie. And that was the, the. I mean, that's and that's kind of the issue that you run into with. Um, uh, man, the, the word is escaping me right now. But when you put a bunch of characters together in one yeah. movie, and they're all supposed to be really colorful and very um, meaningful, um, you run into the issue of, well, we've got so many characters to cover, but we can only cover so many characters. Yeah, you know, and so and and they they were betting on Harley Quinn and Joker, and Joker had really no nothing no stake in this fight. Not and, at all. And um. But I think it was mainly just to sell merchandising. You know, oh, yeah. it was you know those. It was uh, it was catchy. We're off the heels of the Dark Knight. You know, in yeah. a way, like with Heath Ledger's memorable performance of the Joker, which was so different. And here's the problem, though, is that now that Heath Ledger, or well, he since Heath Ledger's done that, everyone feels this need to make that villain. You know, yeah. to be that next big villain, and yeah. and and. You know, that's fine. I get it. You know, be fully engaged in your character. But but in the end, like, like if you read the Dark Knight script, if you go and you read the actual written script, and <laughs> Chief loves Howard. Um, but uh, <laughs> if, if, you, if you go and read that script, hardly any of the Joker's lines are actually written the way he speaks them. Yeah. Written the way he does them. And it's because Heath Ledger did that to the character. I, yeah. I, I get that Jared Leto went crazy, you know, <laughs> and, he, and he did all he did all manner of craziness. But the thing is, is um, Chief, lie down, bud. But uh, the, the thing is, is that we, I, I think we've been tempered for that, though. Like, yeah. okay, we gotta, like, that's the bar, you know what I mean? Yeah. And because because Heath Ledger did it so special, yeah, and everybody tried to do it so special, just like him. Nothing <laughs> is special anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's at least the way I see it. And um, I don't know. I'm willing to give Jared Leto another chance on Joker. You know, yeah. I'm willing to like say, eh, you know, maybe if you if you maybe if you have m- more of a of a role, yeah, you know, then cool. I'm willing to give you that chance. But yeah. right now, I'm just like that was average at best. And yeah, yeah. My my beef with Jared Leto as a Joker is that it's not so much his portrayal. Some of his portrayal does bug me, but is the the director's vision for the joker mm-hmm. as being this like kind of gangster crime boss and it's like i've never seen the joker as that he's never really been that to me um he's always just been this guy who marches by the beat of his own drum and it's just about anarchy mm-hmm. and just messing things up because he thinks it's fun well and if you own a club yeah batman's gonna know where that club is exactly <laughs> and batman doesn't care if you know there are a lot of people there he's gonna come in and just grab the joker out and beat him to a pulp and yeah then <laughs> and then take do, do whatever happens because for yeah. some reason they've been fighting for 60 years yeah um but okay well i mean over that but um yeah no i i i agree with you i feel like they were trying to do something super unique with him, and in so doing, he wasn't really that unique at all, you know. Yeah. And, and I actually found him to be more annoying. Yeah, I feel. I was actually very intrigued. Uh, I was actually more interested in why Harley Quinn went from being, and I and I've and I've known this backstory, 
and, and I actually, but I haven't read uh, Mad Love. Yeah. Um, but why Harley Quinn went from being this highly educated individual, you know, of good standing in in society, to all of a sudden being the psycho, you know? And I yeah. was actually very interested in that, and I was invested in in Margot Robbie's uh, uh, um, portrayal of that particular part of Harley Quinn's character. Yeah. But I wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely could have been more to that in the psychosis of why she was enthralled with him and how she made that decision because ultimately decision was hers. Mm -hmm. She fell or jumped into that asset to make that transformation happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'd been interesting to see more of that. Um, I feel like because they made the Joker this more crime boss, it almost like made him a more cliched villain Mm -hmm. because he did more cliched villain things of like what a crime boss would do like you would see in any other movie Mm -hmm. um instead of just being crazy um and but then they're like oh but joker's crazy because they have this scene where common comes into a club and he shoots him oh yeah but not they don't even show that they shoot him (laughs) i didn't even understand that escalation (laughs) that escalation was so confusing to me but anyway yeah so those are those are our thoughts on suicide squad didn't like it very much. Yeah. And uh, what are your hopes for the future of the DC Universe? Uh, like I said, I hope they, they don't scramble because, especially as Suicide Squad starts to tank, like going into this weekend and subsequent weekends, mm-hmm. um, to do whatever didn't work for Suicide Squad and try to fix it in some other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it just we can get to a point where we have a good one. Justice League looks promising. Um, Wonder Woman looks even better. Um, it, it's the first movie that looks different mm-hmm. from what Zack Snyder has started. And Zack Snyder was such a poor starting choice mm-hmm. uh, for this universe. And it was... So with that being said, hopefully once we get to Wonder Woman, we get a good movie, a first good movie and hopefully leads into better things. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Well, we saw another movie. Um, like I said, one of my favorite movies of all time is that Star Trek reboot. I don't know, just something... I never liked any of the Star Trek TV shows. Never. Um, I always found them super boring. And then all of a sudden, this J.J. Abrams reboot comes out. Yeah. I loved it so much. Um, I There was just... There's a a a an insane pacing and fun, uh, you know, fun, and, and, yeah. and there's also like the cerebral factor to it with yeah. this time shift and whatnot, like, and then you know, putting Spock on a planet. I didn't even know. I didn't have any investment in Spock emotionally from my childhood, but yeah. watching him look up at his planet being like implode, imploding on itself, yeah. incredible and really effective, and, yeah. and and I loved it so much. And then Into Darkness came out. I remember I went... So very rarely will I go to a movie by myself. Because I feel like a big fat loser. Yeah. But I went and saw that one by myself on a bad day. Thinking, ah, oh, nothing will cheer me up more than uh, than than my favorite new Star Treks. You yeah. know? It turned out to be just kind of meh. Kind of okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I said, I didn't go into it knowing anything. Yeah. Because um, I didn't see Wrath of Khan. Um. I I've heard I've heard the old Star Trek and Star Wars um, you know 
series. Mm-hmm. I like uh, compare it as like Star Wars was rock and roll, whereas Star Trek is uh, classical music. Yeah, and I I see that now because I've watched I've since watched the old Star Treks, um, and uh, and and Into Darkness. Um, I, I I think it's fine. I think it's you know fine for what it is. Yeah. But it didn't like the world on fire like I felt the the reboot of Star Trek did. And then um, you know J J Abrams is all lit up now because he's got you know crazy success in TV. He's got crazy success in his name's attached to some of the bigger you know some of the biggest movie franchises out there. And then he's tapped for Star Wars and yeah. he has to leave. Yeah. Star Trek. Yep. Bad Robot still has a hand in it. But different creative team, different creative team, and oh boy, does it show! Yeah, here's the thing I understand that Fast and Furious is a thing that, pe- a thing. that people like, love, they love it. Billion dollar franchise, that's a it's a huge franchise, but it is stupid. Oh, and but, I don't. I don't. But nobody cares that it's stupid, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't. And I don't think anyone, yeah, I don't think anyone really cares, but um. It's kind of like that you you put your chocolate in my peanut butter or you put my, your peanut butter in my chocolate or whatever. But it's like, but it's more like... Delicious like, analogy. I know, exactly. <laughs> but this is more like you put your garbage in my chocolate. You know, like, I, I don't know, just yeah. like, I... Or, or no, like you're wrong. Like, I would even say ramen noodles. I'll say ramen noodles. <laughs> okay. You know, because like ramen noodles isn't necessarily... It's a thing that we can all enjoy. Yeah. But it's not that we... That's not our first thing that we choose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's when we're poor and we have no taste. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, putting Justin Lin at the helm of Star Trek, I feel, was an awful decision. Yeah. So, to preface your hatred for mm-hmm. this movie before we get in there. All right. I would like to say that Star Trek Beyond, helmed by one Justin Lin of Fast and Furious fame, has an 83% Rotten Tomato score. Oh. And is that, so okay, and Rotten Tomatoes is a culmination of all reviews, all, all reviews. right? Okay, yeah. it's kind of like the Metacritic. Yeah, it is. Okay, I take it you didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't, and, it, and the the reason being is because I feel like it was just a lot of fluff, and not a lot really happened in there that really mattered. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was so excited for. If you go and and you you if you go and watch the original series of Star Trek, some of the best writing, some of the most sublime writing you will ever I mean, it's cheesily acted, but it's because like they were more used to stages back then, you know yeah. what I mean? And it, it and we've we've come a long way in film since then. In some ways short not not so far. But um but uh, the 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 issue now is that you have a franchise that's based on cerebral plot lines and incredibly smart writing, and then you make Star Trek Beyond, you know? Yeah. And spoilers for anyone out there who hasn't seen it, um, the bad guy's name is Crawl, and he's a real bad alien guy who looks really mean, yeah. and he can't smile, and nope. he can't really keep his mouth shut either because he's got too many teeth. Yeah. All right, I know that he's got a really he's got a really white speckled face. Yep, very scary looking, right? Yep, you see that in your nightmares. Turns out, like I said, spoilers. That's Idris Elba. 
one of the best actors out there today. Yeah. And who can pull off anything. Yeah. And And he pulled this off. Oh, he pulled it off incredibly. But for some reason, just... You don't learn what Crawl is or what he ever... Like, how he became what he is. That's my biggest gripe with the movie. Yeah, it's just somehow... Because Crawl ended up being a human yeah. to start out with. Yeah. So I guess what we should say... I'm sorry. I'm, going, I'm, a, I'm, jumping, the, I'm jumping ahead. Is that... So Crawl has a huge beef with the Federation. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't really know why. He doesn't like it. He just doesn't like it. He, he fucking hates, hates him. And he wants to destroy the space station, the the goddamn Hot Wheels space station out in space. <laughs> yeah. And... That is, that is, the, that is it's a Hot Wheels station. <laughs> it's a Hot Wheels space station. Yeah. And... So he wants to destroy that because he hates the Federation. They don't say why. Um, you kind of get an answer in the end, though. So basically what it is is that he was Balthazar or something or other. Uh, a former... A very different name than Krall. Yes. <laughs> Balthazar. <laughs> yeah. Um, a former space captain for a Federation who was human. Um, and he actually has an interesting backstory. He was... Before, he was... In the transition period to the Federation. So he w- was part of like the space military or whatever. And then once they tra- transformed into the United Federation. And they weren't really a military force anymore. Uh, they gave him his own ship and he was a captain. And then they go out into the frontier. They get lost. And then they don't say what happens. They just got lost. Somehow he turns into this alien creature. He found this power to, yeah. to suck the souls out of other living things and he sucked the souls was it the souls of his of his own crew or something like that other life forms i don't know and he goes from being balthazar i don't understand that part of it right crawl yeah and uh it's a really weird transformation that's not really it doesn't explain it all at all i don't know why it happens i don't know and that's the thing the thing about that the people aren't understanding about villains is that they don't need to be sneery and crazy and psychotic. Yeah. The thing about that makes a great villain is that you see a part of yourself within that villain. Agreed. It's you learn something about yourself from from that villain. Agreed. You know, they're relatable in a way. Yeah. That's why Jared Leto's Joker was not good. Yeah. That's why Chief. Come on, bud. <laughs> We're doing a show. <laughs> We're like, doing a show. He's like, get on your lap. Is yeah, that what you're <laughs> lap, right? Yeah, all eighty pounds of him. Yep. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm sorry, I can't get over him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he. They don't explain why he. What? Where this power came from? Uh-huh. How he's used it to survive. Survive for a yeah. hundred years. Yep. Um, and then they don't. And you don't. So my one of my biggest problems is that crawl was over here, bud. A monologue machine. Yeah. Every time he was on camera, it was a monologue. He just pretty much to a horror, basically. Um, he just monologued a bad villain monologue yeah. mm-hmm. um, to her, yeah. and then there wasn't a back and forth. Like a horror never really said shit back to him. It was yeah. just like, oh, I just received all this monologue, next scene, <laughs> and then that was it. And I felt like with what they were trying to do with the juxtaposition, at least what they tried to do at the end, was the juxtaposition of Kirk and Balthazar, or Crawl, and how you can get lost in the frontier 
and lose your way and lose who you are. Mm-hmm. But they but they didn't execute on that. And that's one of the big deals was that Kirk has this existential problem in the mm-hmm. beginning. That's true. He has this he doesn't know what he who he is and he is getting lost out here in space. And then they introduce Crawl, who is the product of that. But yet Crawl and Kirk never meet. To never have that great banter, oh, that true, great huh? dialogue to say, I'm you, and this is what you're going to become. Mm-hmm. And Kirk to be like, have the realizations that I'm not that, and I'm not going to be that. That never happens. It never happens, but at the end, they tell you it happens, but it's never shown that that's happening. They don't meet until the very end, which is just a fight scene. Um, so I, I really miss, I feel like they really missed an opportunity there to explore that throughout the movie because it's, it's brought up in the beginning of the movie abandoned for the rest of the movie and then brought up at the very end mm-hmm. and they don't execute on that theme at all i agree and but i but i will say though because i i, I hated the movie yeah i hated it um it was the 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 the, the most kirkless <laughs> star trek out there it was like they 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 tried so hard to emphasize everybody's character in there that yeah. they emphasize nobody. You know what I mean? Uh, I 100% agree with but, that. But, and so nobody really like moved forward in terms of yeah. in terms of character building. But I will say, in, on the note of Idris Elba, his last moment performance is the best part of the whole film for me. Like, yeah. his last freak out in yeah. there, like... That's what I'm saying. Like, why he's one of my favorites, you know, of of current day is yeah. that he's he he pulled off like for whatever the writing was lacking. Yeah, he in, in that moment, work. I cared about him. Yeah, in that moment, you know, and it's unfortunate that he didn't have more situations to yeah to do that. Now, if they keep on going forward with Star Trek. I don't know if I can handle the Enterprise breaking again. You know, just like... Well, I feel like you can't reuse that. <laughs> well, because it, oh. it, it died in Into Darkness. Well, it was dying in the first reboot. Yeah. And then it was dying. Well, it died in, Into Darkness, and then it died this time. That's true. Every every time the Enterprise is out of match. And that's another thing I brought... So, let me... So, I went to go see this movie with my wife. Mm-hmm. And we went to go see the movie, and... We walked out of theater and we didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until hours and hours later, my wife was like, you know, we never talked about Star Trek. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that we never talked about it says a lot. I feel like if good or bad, something would have been said. I feel like it's the most neutral I've ever felt about a film after watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, I went to go see, I'm like, I want to go see Star Trek today. Went to go see it. I came out of theater. Like, I saw Star Trek, and then that was it. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, it happened to me, and then that was it. And then, but then we, she brings it up later, and then we get into this huge debate about how, about the stuff about Crawl, which really, like, pissed me off, about how they dropped the whole Kirk, like, you know, being older than his father ever was, being lost out here, not knowing who he is, and how they just dropped that for the whole movie. Yeah. And then, um, two, how they just bring up Spock in a horror's relationship and then drop that for a whole movie and then Spock just throws in a little thing in the middle where he's just like, oh yeah, I kind of want to repopulate Vulcan and so I got to do that with another Vulcan and then that's it. And then I guess at the end they're back together or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, it's not really explained. And then like you said, um, they tried to emphasize everybody else but emphasizing nobody. Um, 
I think the per- person who drew the biggest stick out of that is Chekhov, because he got to do shit this movie. Yeah, it's true. Um, but other than that, like, Ohura sideline whole movie. Spock sidelined the whole movie. Uh, Bones got to do a little stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sulu sidelined whole movie. And then Scotty got to do some stuff as well. Because Simon Pegg wrote the script. Because Simon Pegg wrote the script. And then another thing that pisses me off about that, or not Simon Pegg writing the script, but about his storyline is that other character that they introduce. Is that I like her all fine and dandy as this like fierce character. But then they throw in this subplot about her father and how she was killed by so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't know who that is, but, you know, whatever. And then she fights so-and-so, uh, like, at the end of the act two. And she's, like, has this emotional rage. And she's fighting this guy. And he's like, I'm going to kill you like I killed your father. But you're not emotionally invested because they just shoehorn that shit in there. You can't just say it and expect <laughs> us to feel something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just shoehorn it in there, and I'm just supposed to care about her backstory. I'm like, you could have completely left that shit out, and I would have been just fine mm-hmm. with just having her be there. With mm-hmm. her being a character and being fierce and living in a starship that's her house. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been fine. A starship that has a motorcycle on it for whatever reason. But, like, I would have been okay. <laughs> it's because it's an old starship. It's an old starship, so it's got to have a motorcycle. Because it's an old starship. I wonder if, like, and was, that, was that, like, standard issue? Was that Balthazar's <laughs> motorcycle? Was it, like, back in the day, like, if you had a ship, you also got a motorcycle? Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, just in case you guys go on a planet. Mm-hmm. Here's a motorcycle. Here it is. Have it's fun. All, all gassed up. Yep. <laughs> Fill it up on the way back. Made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was one thing, because I have a friend who, who we may bring on the show at some point, but Megan. Yeah. She loves Star Trek so much. Yeah. And when she saw... Well, she, so first off, she hates J.J. Abrams for what he did to it. Well, most hardcore Trek fans do. It's true. I, I liked it, you know, but I wasn't a hardcore Trek fan. Yeah. When she saw that Justin Lin was directing it, and she saw Kirk, you know, doing a big old jump <laughs> yeah. on a motorcycle, yeah, just the, yeah, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it, it, it just it's a test. Oh, uh, and then sorry, we'll touch on one last point. We got to probably wrap up. Uh, I got one more gripe too. All right, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so so the the. One of the most interesting things about the whole thing was the Ender's Game style um, bad guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Like where it's like the swarm of things who, that who, just like oh yeah, and, and we who, didn't we didn't even really who are these bad guys? Who are the, who are all these countless people yeah. driving through the Enterprise? So here's and and then when they get to the Hot Wheels uh, and oh. just like we're fully spoiling the whole thing, <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's not that much ever happens in it. No, it, nothing happens for three fourths of the movie. Right. So, but when they get to the, the Hot Wheels space station. They, uh, you know, they're swarming around and everybody's like, holy crap, this is a lot of dudes. Yeah. And then they're like, wait a second. You want to know what'll save us? The Beastie Boys. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. The Beastie Boys. And then they had that public enemy song earlier. Uh And I'm just like, do you have to do this? Yeah. Like this is. No, they don't. They They don't don't have to do that. Like you couldn't, like that was, that was really frustrating. I know like the Beastie Boys is a callback to the uh first movie but that that really bothered me as well um another thing that really bothered me was that after so in into darkness right uh khan makes this massive massive ship with all kind of like weapon 
technological things. Super powerful ship, fires in warp speed, super can catch up to another ship in warp speed. Yep, it's a very fast thing. And yet, none of that made its way into the Enterprise or a brand new ship at all. Like, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to use the same old shit that we used before. We know that there's like this great technology mm-hmm. that was created that we could easily take and use in another ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about like using those shields nope. to protect the engine? Just, nope, we're nope. not going to use those things at all. Want know what you do when your Enterprise breaks? <laughs> you just throw some duct tape on it. Just throw some duct tape on it. Like, duck, you just duct tape the disc part to the to the rocket booster's part <laughs> and then just go. you just go. That's like, what happens when you're... When you're when, and that's the like, thing is they, they emphasize so much of the Enterprise is this incredible ship yeah but like it gets it destroyed all the time. time and then they have this opportunity to take parts from another ship that can catch another ship in warp mm-hmm. let me i don't know how to emphasize like how spectacular that is not only catch another ship in warp but fire and knock that ship out of warp they have that technology because we saw it mm-hmm. in star trek into darkness and they had the capability to shield their engine because we saw it in Into Darkness. But yet nobody in the Starfleet was like, let's take this and use it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to necessarily use the weapons and, you know, bomb shit. But, I mean, the shields would be good. Yeah. Traveling very fast since we would like to go into the frontier would Faster be good. better. Nope. No nope. one. Not according to Justin Lin, apparently. Nope. No one cared about that. Nobody cares about the NOS. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Well, we probably better wrap up simply because we are... Running out of the batteries, as I'm seeing in the mirror. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I feel like we get really down on movies, but I, I, I'm just telling you, like, you guys will be the first ones to know yeah. when we love one. Yeah. Because I think, I think both, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but I'm desperately hungry for a good movie. Me too. So, to the point where I'm looking at Pete's Dragon. <laughs> like, just, come on, man. Yeah. I don't on. have any investment in that, but I'm like, that That dragon looks cool. Yeah. So, Pete's Dragon, Sausage Party, something. <laughs> something has to deliver. You can go see Sausage Party. I will go see Sausage Party. You can party. just tell me how that is. <laughs> so, um, and next time, actually, uh, Howard's going to be educating me on the Bourne series as yes. I, they don't make any sense to they me. They make sense. They make no you can sense. Just have to pay attention oh gosh that's hard <laughs> well uh. therein lies the problem <laughs> <laughs> anyways um so you know normally we'd go over you know what we're looking forward to in the near future but as i said we're not of batteries this is a first production and <laughs> yeah. um you know but we've had a great time we hope yep. you guys have as well um follow us on twitter follow us on twitter i'm bald guy brian and, and um uh, i'm uh, balding howard and uh yeah, yeah, you can also check out my photography uh, at Brian Hansen Photo. Uh, I like to take pictures. I try to post one per day, but uh, yeah, it, does, if, it does and, a thing. And if you guys uh, enjoyed this for whatever reason, uh, please subscribe and like the video. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll have more updates to come. Yeah, like I said, leave comments, do the thing, be nice people. But, yes, uh, we please won't... be nice people. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted we want to include you in the conversation as well because yep. we can't do this without you. Yes. As I said, we're starting out, and we need more topics. Absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely true. So anyway, uh, we will uh, see you next time. All right.